All right. Thank you so much, Emma, for agreeing to have a chat with me today. Um, I'm hoping you would feel okay in sharing a little bit about your story and, and I guess how we got to where we are today. Yeah, so as you said, my name's Emma and I live in Melbourne. I um, went from being a full-time therapist and runner to a stroke survivor. Um, so in a moment, my life really changed a lot. And, um, yeah, I had a stroke when I was only 24 and had to spend um, from then onwards learning how to speak and walk and talk and move again. Um, I walk on a, a four-wheeled walking frame. Um, but I've, I really um, now... 16 years down the track and um, obviously in that time um, my rehab focus has changed a lot um, but one thing that has been long long standing is um, the need to manage my nerve pain and my movement um, to ensure that everything else that I enjoy my day um, is easier and I can withstand that. So um, I think I've learned that, you know, for me, I don't take medication, but meaning, uh, movement is my medicine. Yep. Um, and increasingly realising that I have to really inject meaning into that movement to make it sustainable. Yep. Um, and particularly of, like, going through COVID and, lacking more motivation and than I have and having less support and feeling more isolated, having someone with me to sustain that monotonous regime. Yeah. And that's that's a great point, Emma. You know, sixteen years down the track it, it can get a bit repetitive and 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 dare I say a little bit boring um in doing the same thing over and over. I mean uh, I think I'd speak for many people, Dean, and saying that um, rehab isn't my exciting thing. And it is quite daunting to think that you'll have to do these things that seem so tedious for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and can be so, it's hard to get, you need that drive to sustain that. And what would you say, Emma, motivates you? What, what keeps you going so many years uh, from having had your stroke? I think realising um, a huge um, a huge drive for me, I think, is that knowing that without that movement that I'm not going to be as productive in every other area of my life, mm. the domino nature of it, um, so I'm not as effective um, um, and I know that um, and, you know, many times I feel like, oh, gee, I've reached that milestone and then gone backwards whether it's I'm unwell or but knowing that um, I just need to practice and to achieve that. Yeah. So um, um, and also the impact of my... Um, on my stroke and recovery on all those around me and knowing that, you know, there are so many things out of my control, but um, ensuring that I keep on top of my pain and movement 
to ensure that it's less of less of burden on them and are more independent. Yeah, really important. Absolutely, and and you touched on a really interesting topic as well, Emma. In that you feel like being more active actually improves your productivity in other areas. Would you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I know for me that, um, as I said before, Dana, that my my pain is more manageable with movement. Um, So for me, when I am working and I'm sitting all day, my pain does get worse if I'm more stagnant and I don't move. But if I top, if I weave in my day going for a swim or doing yoga or like I was just sharing with you before in my lunch break, I was doing cartwheels with my spot worker. So just doing some fun things it means that I'm going to be more productive because I'm less in pain. Yeah. Um, so, and then things like sleep, I sleep better and then I'm fresh in the morning, um, I'm less grumpy around people. It just, I think, yeah. Um, it feeds that positive yeah. sense. I think it's something that I hope will go away maybe um, and that's healthy. I think to have that hope yeah. and maybe it will one day, but I... Um, I um, definitely feel that, you know, there's a way that you can, um, you still, you can't wait to, to, to rid yourself of pain or whatever depth it yeah. before you can live optimally. Absolutely. So, that's great advice. Thanks, Emma. And I'm interested to explore a little bit, if that's okay, Emma, during COVID, obviously a time that's been very challenging where access to therapy perhaps was a bit different to, to what you're used to and, and, and not as, um, as helpful. What do you think some of the um, hints or tips you can share of what worked for you to still stay, I guess, motivated and, and engaged in your rehab through a very challenging time? Um, I think um, definitely COVID, I think universities are really throwing people who do rely on that um, that external support really to, to maintain their regime. Um, for me, I, I kind of thought, okay, initially once this is over, then I'll get back to my rehab. Mm-hmm. Um but really, in a way, handled my the responsibility to everyone around me and not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, I've learned over time that I actually, you know, um, both physically and, and emotionally need that to sustain my well-being. And so having someone to with you, like my today, my support worker, Told me accountable and it's showing that I guess I'm surrounded by support yeah. um, to, to really give fuel me to withstand those more monotonous tasks. Yeah. I um I have to do I have to do really mundane sort of exercises to keep my movement going. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not gonna do them if I don't enjoy them. And so 
having someone to help me. And and I guess translate that into a more and a thing that I'll enjoy is has been really important. Um, particularly when you are, I guess, you have a chronic condition like stroke and the longevity of it means that um, to sustain your well-being and everything, you need to engage in new things. I mean, doing the same exercises for the rest of your life is quite overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I recently took up rock climbing. Amazing. It's a different way of shifting my weight that, you know, it's, I'm distracted because it's a bit fun. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to really own it more and not let your disability or COVID, for example, dictate where you go. Yeah, that's great advice. And then I'm just interested to unpack a bit some of the supports that you have um, pulled into your life, I suppose, to try and keep you going. What 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 has helped you with your motivation externally? Yeah, so I think um, initially I think people will find that um, when you acquire a chronic condition or are born with a chronic condition, you are surrounded by a lot of people who really help you with that motivation and support and you feel really, um, you don't feel as isolated. But as life goes on and they get back to their own lives, you know, it's easy to feel forgotten. And um, uh, I know I found it quite difficult because I was reliant on that feedback. So for me now... As it's longer, it um, you know, I, I've got an amazing support network, but they understandably have their own lives, and so it's meant that I have really had to implement ways of getting that feedback, which I know is really important. Mm. So whether it's um, sending my physio videos of me doing exercises to get that feedback, or um, having support workers to help me with my telehealth sessions or, um, you know, making sure that I've got someone with me, even like to carry equipment to help me, one less barrier that I'm having to endure. Yeah. So to make it less isolating. Um, I think it's hard because I think... Um, Many people will, I definitely feel that you want to be as independent as possible, but I guess as society we see independence as we own it alone. And so getting support to do something is a bit daunting. Um, but I guess, yeah, I've definitely learned that the more support I have, the more I'm able to do and the more independent I am. Yep. So um, I think being... Um, really relying on other, you know, widening your support network, it's really important. Yeah, and it sounds like what I'm hearing you say, Emma, is if, if you're independent or if you're striving for independence, it has that positive driver, so it's not, it's not a, a negative connotation to doing rehab, it's a positive outcome of doing something for yourself as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
It, it was interesting you mentioned support worker help and I wondered whether you'd be happy to chat a little bit more about how you've optimised the use of support workers. Perhaps early on in your rehab you would have had a lot of input from health professionals but that maybe, maybe your experience has been different but I wonder whether that's reduced and you've had to rely a little bit more on support yeah, to help you. Definitely. I think um, definitely it was like, with the introduction of the NDIS, um, National Disability Insurance Scheme, I am entitled to have a lot more external support, which is great. Um, it wasn't really um, feasible to sustain paying a physio regularly. Um, and so I was very reliant on my informal supports to do that as the Good, their goodwill really um, and definitely I think um, obviously when you're in, in when you're in or if you're lucky enough to get inpatient rehab you see therapists all the time yeah. but then you get sort of discharged and you um, you know that wins off you, you do have to create that team yourself that support team um and you know already vulnerable you have to be the driver and quite autonomous in that and that's quite scary when you so you don't even know what your own body's doing so definitely um I feel that long term um really implementing other supports because it's then I'm not going to see my physio that often mm. but there are ways like my support worker videoing me um that I can still liaise with him in a way yeah um, and still make sure I'm connecting and linking particularly when you're you know doing things remotely or virtually it's a lot harder to get that face-to-face feedback mm. Mm. um yeah. And then when you mentioned virtually, and I guess, you know, we, we live a little bit in a in a virtual world now. Um, have you got any suggestions or tips about how to get a good balance between perhaps having some face-to-face and some convenient virtual sessions? Like is there... I, I definitely don't think, you know, whilst there's great... Um, there's been a lot more inclusion with people being able to participate virtually in a lot of research and projects like this. Yeah. I think, um, you know, they're, they're going into rehab or going to a support group. There's something about that face-to-face peer support commonality that's really important. Yeah. So I think I would really recommend having a mix up, more of a hybrid. Yeah. That, um, and that when you are participating in things remotely, that, that's great, but that that is balanced with um, face-to-face, um, yep. really important. And I think it's easier to um, do the remote stuff when you are supported um, to do it because yep. it's easy to shut down your computer. Or, yeah. Me knowing that my support worker will set up my computer and it's, they can deal with the technology aspect or the 
you know, connectivity issues. Yeah. And that's one less bar- barrier for me. So, um, yeah. So, I, but I don't think that whether we, I guess, I mean, my rehab centre is closed at the moment, but I, I'm not relying on that to open to start rehab. And I think that's where you've got to be proactive, not reactive. Yeah, and have things in place that allow you to still stay engaged in your yeah. rhythm. Yeah. So yeah, doing as much as you can and taking control and not letting that dictate things. And I think it's easy for, for many people who've already compromised in some way mm. to justify why they can't keep, you know, that COVID robs them of that or they can't do that because of COVID or... Yeah. Um, and but I think universally we know there are barriers and that we've just got to try and get around them as much as we can. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great point, Emma. Removing of barriers and just a simple example you mentioned just now with having a carer there to set things up for you, so you're not exhausted with yeah. all the technical stuff and you've got the energy. Yeah. to engage in your in your rehab session. Um, any other very, um, very relevant, helpful tips like that that you think you can share, Emma? Um, one thing I think is really important um, is getting videos of you doing exercises, mm. not only for your feedback, yeah. but for others to show that you are progressing or a way of, Get letting the physio know where you're at because you might be doing an exercise completely wrong. Um, um, and that's something I um, I sort of think, oh, I'm being, I feel a bit silly videoing this because I'm so unconscious, like I'm um, doing an amazing, like cartwheel, for example. But you know, I'm, I've improved a little bit, and I think, you know, when I, I first started, I'm trying to run again and just videoing me, you know, from A to B, you know, from my perspective, I don't think I've improved at all, but you can see the improvement in my arm swing over time and things like that. So I think as a motivation for yourself as well, having that feedback. Yep, no, that's that's excellent tip. And probably the, I guess the last question I had, a, a bigger picture question, if that's okay, Emma. Um, 16 years down the track, obviously when you first came out of hospital, I imagine things would have been quite tough and to, you know, to gain your independence and to commence that sort of lifelong rehab commitment and to stay physically active. You would have started from somewhere and it would have probably been a fairly... Um, low point, if I can say that. Um, would you say that you continue to improve as years roll on? Like, would you say that you're still um, uh, continuing on that journey? And would you say that whilst it was hard at the beginning, you've certainly seen benefits throughout? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, I neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to sort of rewire itself it's phenomenal and although it's pretty um it's reliant now on the practice and the persistence of doing something I I 
do things um I know might be jumping or I mean I couldn't even move my tongue so you know um or clicking like I couldn't do that for years or whistling or you know suddenly mm-hmm. um and it's from yeah it's definitely more the things that we um don't practice every day that suddenly you think wow like for example I'm afraid cartwheels again I mean I don't do them every day. So they're things that you have to practice to work it out. Yep. But I think, um, yeah, there's no way with what I, what I could do when I, um, you know, 16 years ago, um, there's no way that I thought I could even return to work. Yeah. So I could even talk again yeah and so it, it is slow but it's um and the amount of people that say you know it is just time and you want to punch them but it is true it's just about how in that time you I guess let um how how you let your disability sort of um, change, I guess, your outlook, you know, to keep that hope going. Yeah, no, that's amazing, um, amazing advice, Emma. And I guess, you know, in summary, everybody's journey is different and, and for some people their recovery might happen quicker and for some people it will take longer. And, you know, as, as um, cliche as it sounds, it's, it's not a race against anyone else. It really is just your own, your own race. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's... Um, I think also to add to that, I think the not to forget the huge um, invisible aspect of your what what sort of um, is needed or required for to do your rehab. You know, whether it's fatigue or speech or vision, mm-hmm. you know, those things. You know, it's they they barriers already. Yeah. I think you know just being kind to yourself and going okay well that can't be seen but that is something that's hard and so therefore that's when you really need even more support to so you can navigate or mitigate those things um so just to get them to tackle stuff that's more obvious to to not zap you so yeah no, that's, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you today, Emma. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and to, to really try and, <laughs> try and help inspire um, other people who are going through a similar experience to you. Thank you.